Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is The Scoop, and I'm Mr. Burns, your co-host, and we are ready to go. I've got sitting in the studio tonight with me, my co-host, Ms. Takesha Booth. How are you doing, Ms. Takesha? You are the girl that I've never had, and I want to get to know you better. Hey, I am outstanding. Good, 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 yes. good. Good to have you back. And of course, I got yes. we got with us tonight, Miss Q, Miss Shaquilla Willis. How are you doing, Miss Q? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Good to be here. How are y'all doing this evening? I am good. I'm excited about the show. Uh, for those of you guys, Cuzzo's not going to be here tonight, so. Uh, we're going to have to carry on without him. Uh, he's going to miss all the fun. We're going to have a good show tonight anyway. I'm excited about these topics. Are y'all y'all pretty excited about these topics you're going to cover tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots to cover. Couple, yeah, there's a couple <laughs> things that's not on here that we, need, that we don't need to discuss, too, because uh, we are not going to let this show go without talking about this Donald with Mr. Trump's wife. So, uh, oh, uh, Lord Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. So there's a couple other things we're going to talk about that's not on the that we're going to try to sneak in tonight. So, but yeah, before we get into it, let's go ahead. Y'all know how we do it. Squad up. Yeah.
But anyway, this man was basically saying that it's often confused that men are, they say that men are intimidated by a strong black woman, whereas they, where on the other hand, on the, on, in the reality for black men, they're not intimidated by us. They actually celebrate the strength that we have. What they are is afraid for us as women because they recognize that in all of our strength, they see us, they get to see the window to us in our vulnerability, in our stages where we break down. They see how serious it is. They see how much help we need that we go so long without asking for. And it puts them in a way where they are unable to help us because we go so long without saying, I need the help. There was a statistic in this particular article that said 40% of women polled stated or showed that they had signs of either PTSD, anxiety, or depression, or a mixture of all three, or substance abuse, sorry, of all four in one way or the other. Check that out. 40% of black women polled said they have, they have been diagnosed or exhibit symptoms of depression, anxiety, PTSD, and substance abuse. That's telling. But we are also leading in education and entrepreneurship in this country right now. Those two things are blaring that there's, a diff- there's, there's, some, there's some work that needs to be done here. There's some help that needs to be given that just is totally unspoken. Um, Keisha, I know that you are huge on self-care Saturdays, and that's actually something that the, the author of the article spoke about. He said that we as Black men, I'm speaking from his voice, of course. He says, we as black men need to understand that while self-care is preached throughout our country to women as a whole, it's something that we have to almost force our women to take advantage of. And when I listened to how you are so passionate about self-care Saturdays, I thought I immediately thought of you. And I said, you know what? You show right. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that not only our men have to tell us and remind us that it's okay to do, like, we have to do that to ourselves. It's just, girl, you need a break. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, no shade, boo, but you need a break. You know what I mean? Like, we, we yeah. have to do that. You know, we have to love each other enough to recognize that there's times that we're not as strong as we say we are. Um, Winford and your dealings with all, right, exactly, right. I know you know because you, you even on the side of telling me, hey, boo, you good? You know, like, are you, are you good? You sure? <laughs> so, and I appreciate that because I'm not always good. You know, I, I have a lot on my plate, and I don't always recognize that. So as sisters, you know, we are our keepers. So I appreciate when, when, when another sister will reach out and say, hey, boo, slow down. And I try and make it a point to do that same thing. Um, but when to, to, for you being a man, and I know that you're around a lot of women, whether it be in work or in your businesses or church, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is, Hand. right? Mm, side eye. Mm. <laughs> 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 I, I, I can only imagine <laughs> that you have a wide array. <laughs> see, 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 we, we couldn't let that go. Ray left you solo dolo today, so you gotta, gotta be right, ready right. for it. I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that tickle be real good. But anyway, in your experience with us as and, and all of our wonderfulness, how how has your experience been in the different types of relationships that you have with women? Because I know it ranges with you um and all that you do. How how do you as a man feel about the intimidation versus the fear? You know, I think when I read the article when I read the article I was like, you know what? 
he he sums this up very well um, mm-hmm. in that he talked about, and I've said it, I said it in, in different words, but he talked about how, um, uh, I'm sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> how do I, how do I feel about this article? No, how do I feel about that? So I, th- I thought the article was good, um, and I think that, that he hits on, firstly, I like the fact that he admitted, because it's true, that there is a segment of the male population that truly is intimidated by this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. It's just the truth. It's, 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 we can't get around it. But for the most of us, for the large majority of us, the bigger issue is that we understand, especially as black men, we get this, this um, what you're going through, because this is the same pressures and the same fight that we have been fighting as black men, and now that you all are experiencing it, um, we don't know how to get you to stop or how to get you to slow down or tell you what's coming. Um, mm-hmm. and I've, 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 said it, I've said it like this. This is the word I've said before is that, that there was a reason that the term angry black man was coined, um, and now you all are finding out the things that the pressures that are had um, that we felt that would that got us to that point, but here is the the, the part that you all that the, the additional part that you have is that there is still a responsibility um, that you all have in you know in the home that we don't really have. We don't have mm-hmm. that same weight. So for us, it was just provide and you good. Where now you all have to try to provide and take care of the kids and keep a clean house and do homework and do and that was something that we didn't have to do. So it's it's, it's almost normal that you all would get to this point. Um, but the purpose of the what I liked about the article was when he just admitted, listen, we don't know how to help you. All we know how to tell you what to do, how to tell you is to say, listen, this is not what you want to do, or this is not all it's cracked up to be. Let's slow down or let's do this. And when you don't listen to us. We don't know what to do because, mm-hmm. because you know, because we don't know what to do. How do we stop you? Right. We want you to be all you Because then there's a whole other set of, there's a whole other set of, 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 of um, frustration that comes along with being the man who's telling his woman, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. Then it becomes, oh, you're not telling me you don't want me to be great. You don't. You know, it's because I'm a woman, isn't right. it? And in a way, right. it sometimes is. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we're, there, there is a and, – and that's not even in a saying in a sexist way. But there are some things that we just need a little bit more understanding on before we go in head first. And sometimes it is due to the way that we're built, straight, straight up. You know what I mean? And there is a difference. As strong as we are, our strengths lie in different places. I'm a strong believer in that. And knowing your strength right. is what really makes you, you know, what makes you the bomb is when you recognize your strength and know when to ask for help. And I think we miss that. Mm-hmm. We definitely miss that. And trying to conquer it all, <laughs> sometimes we don't conquer anything except ourselves and sitting in the corner crying and feeling crazy because we didn't get it. Yep. Keisha, how did you, how did you, when did you realize, have you always practiced your self-care and have you, or was it at a point that someone Maybe not a man, but it may have been a man that possibly showed you that, hey, you know, there is a time that you need to take care of yourself, and that's necessary, and it's not something to hide or push off that it's necessary, because I see it. It's like religious for you. You know what I mean? No matter what you got going on, no matter really where you are, your self-care Saturday happens, 
And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get to that point as a because I see how it can center you. And I think there's a benefit in that. So how did you come? There's a need well, for that. initially, um, the need for my self-care time came uh-huh. from my my spiritual work and spiritual elevation. I was being taught how to take care of me, and I realized that was something that was just not happening. Uh-huh. And I realized too, that the more that I try to make time to take care of me, the more people wanted access to me at exactly the time that I was supposed to take care of myself. Mm. And it would, so it was like much like my regular life, like as soon as I'm about to do something that is necessary, somebody else is like, well, can you fix my problem first? Pause flash. <laughs> so I needed to um, sit back and say, now i got to dedicate some time just to me. And at first it was about pampering me because that's not something that happens very often when you are the the the, the uh, person who is classified as superwoman. You know, you are everybody's resource. You have answers to everybody's questions. You have direction or guidance or some sort of information that everybody who encounters you needs. And don't get me wrong, that's a blessing. It is. Yeah, it's a blessing it is. to be mm-hmm. able to to help so many people, but it's also something that you have to learn how to manage because you have to know, one, when to say no, two, when to let go, and three, when it's time for you to fill your own cup and step away from everything, you know. And so mm-hmm. that's why Self-Care Saturday was important to me. It was really my preparation for the beginning of the next week that I needed my me time to get my mind together to read a book or to listen to some jazz or some Nina Simone or take a bath mm-hmm. and read. I do whatever it took just to give me back the energy that I've been giving away every single day, you know? <laughs> so, right, that's right. your recharge time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the thing. It was like, how can you? And it, it, it's been said so many times on the Internet this year, but it wasn't as important when I started this and three years ago, you know, like you got to feel, you have to feel your cup first, you know, and I had somebody point out to me that when we get on airplanes and they make their announcement and they're telling you about all of the uh, emergency measures that you got to take, the first, when they try to talk to you about that face mask, they tell you specifically, put your own face mask on first. First, mm-hmm. and then go and help anyone else, and that's because you can't help somebody else live, and you' about to die. You know, you have to that's not how this works. Make sure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to preserve. It's self-preservation is key. It's always been key for me. You know, so you got to preserve yourself first, um, and and self-care is a way to do that. You know, um, as far as like that's the the whole article itself. I appreciated it because um, too often people fail to realize that it takes work to be the strong one. It really does. Mm -hmm. It it is a lot to sit back and have everybody on your shoulders all the time. It leads a lot of good people to do wrong things because they don't know how to balance that weight and realizing that some people simply need you to say no, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, and that's that's a hard thing to do because you don't know if was I the no 
that was going to push them to try harder and do better or was I to know that was going to break them, that's a hard decision to make when you're somebody like me or somebody, period, a parent, a mother, a father, whatever. And so those types of things make the weight even heavier. But if you're mm-hmm. practicing self-care, you know in your spirit, man, you know when I'm, you know what, I'm going to have to let that go and I'm going to have to leave it alone and I'm going to have to let grown people do what grown people do. And so that's a part of the balance because that self-care time is, it can be so many different things. Like I say, it can be the pampering, but it's not just pampering. It's self-reflection. It is time to sit back and think and 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 maneuver and prepare, you know, for whatever is next. It's a grateful time for me all the time because I'm grateful that I have the time to sit in this space and think about the things that I've been able to accomplish and revamp the things that went wrong, you know. Um, but you have to put yourself in that space. You have to be able to say, you know what, I need to sit back and evaluate me uh-huh. and without prompting. No. And, and and it's hard for a black man to sit back and tell a woman, you need to sit down, sir, sir. Mm-mm. See, it's a way to do that. <laughs> that part, don't. Yeah. Nope, nope, that nope. part, it's a way to, to do that. To, to that part, right. I'm going to say to that part, to teach you, I was going to say that I think that that if you have a, you know, like you can only do that if you've established a certain type of, you know, a certain level of relationship with the person um, to, you know, for them to know um the, that the way you're saying and what you you know so you know how to say it, but then there's also a level of you know of them understanding that what you're saying is not to slow them down from what they're trying to accomplish, but to really give them the time to recover so they can be more effective in what they're trying to accomplish because it is and I, I mean as a man who does you know who tries to who does too much, um, it's very <laughs> difficult for me. Oh, it took that much. He's, yeah. <laughs> But it's very difficult for me to hear that from people. So I can imagine, you know, so that's why it's easier for me to, to, to understand that role reversal um, of saying, listen, and, but again, that's why I said, when I, so when I do say it, I have to say, listen, I, I know where you are. I've been there. However, Come on, let's just have a seat. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. You know, you can come back to it, and you know, and you know. So you have to know that person has to know that 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 they have to trust you. They have to, you know, I have to say. I'm just gonna say that they have to hear your word. Yeah, they have to know that. Listen, that your destiny is important to them. You know, not that you know because we assume not to be funny. Let's just be honest. Man, that was game, right? That we don't want to hear. Uh huh. Think about it. When we think about it like this, when somebody tells you something you don't want to hear. Your natural inclination is to be defensive, and so you know Very you true. almost have to be like, yeah, you almost have to be like check yourself, you know, like because initially I'll be honest, I know most of the times when somebody says something to me, as a man, I'm my initial response is defensive, but then after a second of processing, it's like, uh, okay, they could be right, they could be right. Let me, uh, you know, let me let's slow down and think about this, and I think that's what we as men have to do a better job at is we have to do a better job of not being upset if the first time we say something, you know, you don't listen to us. Or uh, my biggest thing, oh, my God, y'all have heard me say this before, my biggest thing is if I tell you something and you don't, and you blow me off, <laughs> but then some other dude come and tell you something and you listen to Ooh, him, yeah. I'm like, I don't understand the <laughs> wait, same wait a minute. Uh-uh, thing. You can't even get mad, bro. I, no. I, I get mad. 
I get I don't like it. <laughs> but you can't. Like, you know, that's how I know, anybody who is a trailblazer is. That's that's the that's just it. Like that was one of my biggest pet peeves. I think um, I was just telling somebody this is being before my time. Like I can see straight through mm-hmm. you, and I can tell you exactly what it is, and then you don't hear me. But then some yeah. other human being pop up and say the right. exact same thing I was saying for like 12 months. And then it's like it's a nuance. It's like this is all new. I've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Bless your light bulb, baby. It's okay. I'm right. just happy that the light came on. And I'm moving. <laughs> you can't right. get mad. Right. <laughs> you can't get mad. Yeah, this, it's, a, it's a definitely a next. It's, it's something I think we do. It's, I, you're right. I shouldn't get mad, but that's and I, you know, like I said, recognize that that's a little pride and a little ego that's getting in the way when you do that. But you know, it's it is the truth, and I, I and it oh, it does. But it does. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you mean tell me that I've been saying that for six months mm-hmm. and. This such and such. No, but I do. I'm like, help me, yeah. Lord. Help me, that Lord. That speaks to pride. the growth That's of a person, pride. though. That speaks a lot mm-hmm. to it the does. growth of a person. When we, you have to be ready to receive a message. And sometimes when we ask for that help, we don't always know. We ask for it because we recognize the need. But we're not always mm-hmm. ready for the resolution. So when right. we hear it, if it's not what we've set ourselves up for as what's going to fix my issue, whatever my medicine may be, then, oh, no, no, right. no, 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 no. I send that back. I think I made a post a couple of weeks ago where I made a statement where I said, you know, <clears throat> sometimes advice is like med- that prescription that the doctor gives you to fix one thing. And because we don't feel we're that sick or we don't necessarily want to deal with the side effects that we read on the bottle, you know, on the pack, we leave it in the drawer. And then we continue to get sicker. And then we have to go back to the doctor. And at this point, there's now no, the medicine that's in the drawer doesn't work anymore. Now we've got to do more drastic, you know, things to, to make you better. And sometimes that's when that, that, that advice clicks in and then mm-hmm. new advice has to then be applied to it. So now you feel like you right. have to have a, total transformation as a person whereas when you first mm-hmm. started the the journey you could have been transforming bit by bit that whole time but you weren't ready to mm-hmm. receive that change you know what i'm saying so that mm-hmm. that stops us and sometimes the messenger is not who we want to hear you know we need a second opinion right. a third opinion that right. doctor could be right as well right. but if you know if he, he took a little longer to tell you what it was you know, discerning your situation and really diagnosing your symptoms, if it was just a little bit longer, you think, he don't know what he's talking about. That doctor don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and we do that every day right. with each other. <clears throat> and then we, yeah. we still end up needing to get that medicine. <laughs> we still have to get that medicine. Yeah. And it's, it's just so funny how we have to go through that. All right, y'all. I appreciate mm. that. You, that is exactly what I expected to have. A good, good, good dialogue. I appreciate that. Yeah. So. You know, we real quick, before we let me say this. Yeah. Hold yeah, on, yeah. let me let me jump in here. We, I, let me say this. I'll say mm-hmm. me, let me say this. What actually was pretty interesting is, um, is this is something um, that I have seen lately. I have seen lately a lot of marriages um, come under attack for this very reason. Um, there are a lot, and I've seen a lot of this. Usually, it used to be, you know, well, I would see this. This was with men. But I'm now seeing a lot of women who are who feel as though um, their spouse is not supportive of their career, um, is trying to hold them down from being great. These are some of the things I've, that they've said. Um, doesn't want me to be better than them because they, you know, to take this job because they're afraid that they're going to lose me. And I and I'm listening to this going, 
man, this is things that used to I used to hear men say about their wives. Now I'm hearing wives say this about, you know, their husbands. And they're literally saying, Listen, I think it's just better for me to leave this marriage because this is, you know, this is what's going on. And so and and, and so again, in some instances this is very true what's happening, but in other instances it's the husband trying to say, Listen, babe, slow down. You are doing too much. You are burning yourself out. You are forgetting about, you know, the things that are important to make, you know, other, that are important besides making money and getting the next job and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really saying, like I said, a lot of marriages that are coming under attack uh, because of this same thing. And so I just need, I really hope people, you know, take that into consideration and read that and just really just reestablish the trust and, you know, slow down enough to listen to and hear each other and to, you know, um, discern each other's heart before they make that decision. So that's all I have. Amen. I got one sad note, Q. Mm -hmm. This sad note is for the brethren. Brother, let me tell you something. Sometimes telling me I need to slow down and showing me I need to slow down gets two completely different Responses. Let me tell you how you show me. Really I need true. to slow down. Really, really <laughs> true. That's true. That's a true. foot rub and a bath mm-hmm. brand mm-hmm. that will show me I need to slow down, and you mm-hmm. appreciate my That's effort. true. Yep. You preach it. That is so true. Amen. You understand right. what I'm saying? Versus you come out. That's you true. need to bag bag. You doing too much. Uh uh-uh, uh, baby. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Uh uh. This yep. is this is the whole wrong direction you're going. <laughs> Slow me down. Don't tell yep. me. Slow yep. me down. Yes. And That's that is true. a difference that is right there. Because if you're supposed to be the man in my life, you are supposed to see and honor it. You know, you know what it takes. You know what I like to slow me down. You do. Mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. Slow me down. And then make me true. feel like I deserved that slowdown. And, and I should have thought about I this might. the whole time. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Talking. I might just start saying, you know what, you're right. I'm going to take this time for myself. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of y'all might have been telling too often and not showing. That's enough. true. That I'm just true. saying. I will agree with that. Listen, I'm a, the, just, just say, listen, we're going out for a walk tonight. Come on. Like, you don't have to yep. be a whole lot mm-hmm. of, but you're right. Mm-hmm. You are completely right. Completely right. Completely right. Baby, I got the dishes. Who's coming over? Who's eating? Come on, girl. Girl. (laughs) We all out here walking. Like, nobody's worried about the dishes. I'm not worried about the dishes. Let's go. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. All right, so now we're going to go ahead and slide into, since we're talking about this good old love stuff, we're going to slide into uh, Mr. Cash Kane and Slow Jams. He the king. All right. I feel worthless. I'm living on the edge. This for all of my cougars, ain't scared of the scandal Have a young nigga give you more than you can handle Hit that from behind and have a rambling back like that Five dripping down the stick, we call that candle wax 
you can we have there has been a lot of movement since uh these past couple of weeks and um with you know a lot of people switching to black owned banks um and things like that so i wanted to kind of discuss based upon kind of the things some of the things that he talked about what you all thought um were some of the next moves for not minority uh, owned small businesses uh Keisha um throw it out to you first Okay, well, the thing of it is, um, minority businesses need more support, that's for sure, um, and less, how can I put this? Support products that you would purchase anyway, right? Um, that's first and foremost. Second, mm-hmm. um, don't expect from the small business owner what you would not ask for from the large business owner, which we have a really mm-hmm. bad um, problem with that in our community. Um, and as people begin to value the the smaller black businesses, because most of us, that's our issue is that we're small and we don't have enough support to get larger. Um, but as we begin to value those businesses um, and support them, uh, and watch them grow, then we'll be able to work together a little bit more. I think that that um, will be the next issue is, like, um, if I have a shoe line and you have a shoe line that is completely different from my shoe line, uh, why can't we come together and have an umbrella shoe business that goes a little bit further and has a little bit more reach? Because now the $200 you were spending in marketing plus $300 I was spending in marketing becomes a $500 marketing campaign, which will work for both of us. I think that we're going to start to see us um, working in the same industries and building our own Mm -hmm. in particular industries. Um, And I think that that that's a good move. What I don't want to see, which I fear, is us um, comparing uh, businesses and um, doing the the crabs in a barrel thing, considering the U.S. Mm -hmm. a barrel, um, Mm -hmm. and uh, scratching and scraping at each other. If you don't particularly care for a product, um, move on like you would with anything else versus trying to run each other in the dirt. We are very critical of one another, um, and I know where that comes from. I do. Uh, But I think that if we can start to see that we get much further by supporting what we like, understanding what we don't, and moving on, then we do by breaking each other with non-constructive criticism. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, again, as far as, the business side of things, I believe that we'll move to a place where um, it won't be like 12 different companies uh, in the same city with the same product. It'll be one larger company will create mm-hmm. industries for ourselves um, and work in our areas. Yeah, I think we'll 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 yeah. get there. I think that's the next step for me. Yeah. Because the moving of money out the banks, great. Now support Mm -hmm. the small businesses. See where you can assist them. Promote their stuff like you do other people's. Um, And if you are so passionate about something that's being done wrong in the industry, take up your bed and walk, baby. That's for you. That that's it bothers you because it's for you to fix it. 
um, so fix it instead of just being a talker or a criticizer, you know. So I think we'll get there. I think that's where we're going next, hopefully. Yeah. You? You what do you think? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I I agree with what Keisha said. I do believe that there's more room, there's more need for collaboration. Um, we have to understand that there is, uh, there is a nece- there is a necessity for Indians just as well as there are a necessity for chiefs. And we as black people, because I think we've been suppressed for so long, our leadership in so many ways has been suppressed. Whenever we get the opportunity to show it, we have to, we, we refuse to not lead. Like, this is my thing, this is my idea, this is my dream. There will be no determined, there is no wavering of it. No, I don't like your idea. I don't care if it's great. If you like it so much, you go do it. And I think we miss those opportunities for growth out of pride. And we have to remove that and recognize that where this may be your calling, you are not always an expert. And there is always room to grow because there's money to be made, and in that there's always got to be um, evolution of a product, and I think sometimes we don't we fall so in love with our original idea we don't um, like to move from that. <clears throat> but on a broader scale, I think we have to be more. Uh, I think collaboration is going to be key. It, I think that ties into what Keisha's saying. I think the way that we're moving our money to banks. Uh, I think there will be more banks that show up. I think there have been lots for so long. Yep. We haven't represented a need. For that, we have not expressed a, a need that hey, this is what we want. This is what we want. So put your money here. Focus your efforts there. So there will be the, the states that don't have banks now. That's that's only a short. That's short lived. There will be more of the online situations where you don't have to have a branch here. You can bank long. You know the virtuality, virtual world right now is going to change the face of our whole movement. But we have to be willing to move or else it's going to be stagnant. That movement and collaboration, I think, is going to be key for us. And and being willing to understand that I don't have it all, but within ourselves, we're going to figure it out. Amongst this group of, of like-minded people that are here for my good and we're here to grow together, we will have a think tank and we will build something. You know what I'm saying? And and, and understand that there's a greater goal, not just my small goal. And, and I think that that will be huge for us. <clears throat> we're breaking chains as a people, and, and, and it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. because we are now understanding that we fit here. We belong here, too. Mm-hmm. We've said it for a very long time. Now it's necessary mm-hmm. for us to show mm-hmm. it, and that's uncomfortable at first. And, it, and it, there's going to be tension. There's going to be dissension. There's going to be some frustration. But with anything that's worth having, there's got to be some work. There's got to be something that, that, that it's not easy, or else it would have been done a long, long time ago. It wouldn't have fallen apart right. a long, long time ago if it was so easy. If everybody was for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. You know, I think that the contraction. I definitely. I don't know if that's the next move, but I definitely see that happening. I think we're going to see a rash of. We're going to see a rash of new businesses first, um, and then I think what will happen is it'll get to a peak. And then once it starts to get to a peak, then we'll start to see contraction. Right now, it's so new. Um, I don't think contraction is next. I think what we'll I think what we're actually going to see is we'll see more. <laughs> to be honest, I can guarantee you. I don't. I'm not in the room when this is happening. I can guarantee you that you've got some very large 
financial institutions now that are saying, wait a second, um, we need to do something to keep these this black dollar. What do we need uh-huh. to do? So I think you probably got some people sitting in the room in some rooms saying, okay, how do we need to adjust to get loans? Give them loans. How mm-hmm. do we need to adjust to get, you know? Because it, and here's why I say this: um, there once was a time when there were, well, maybe I don't think maybe some people know this, but there are some banks, some of your larger banks, have whole entire divisions that sole job is to support um, the LGBT, was it LGBTQ now, LGBT community. Yeah, and their sole function, and their, okay, their sole function is to bring those dollars into the, that organization because there's some money there. So I think not, we're not quite there yet, but I think we're getting to the point where as money as I think I saw one, one city, um, one bank that said that they had $3 million in new deposits, uh, one bank in Chicago. I saw another bank in Houston say that in a, in a week they had $5 million in new deposits. Um, another mm-hmm. bank that said that, hey, we got another, you know, $6 million in deposits. So once you get up into some – and those, first of all, those are huge. Let me just be honest. Those are not huge numbers, but it's, it's starting to move the, move the number. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so cause in, in retrospect, if you think about it, um, J.P. Morgan Chase has hundreds of billions of dollars. So for them to have hundreds of billions, even if they lost $10 million, they don't care. Um, mm-hmm. But if, if this trend continues, they will. So, um, so as that happens, then I think what you'll see is you'll start to see some of that shift to where they're saying, okay, we got to start putting some programs in place to keep these people or to get them back because if we don't, it's going to hurt us in the long run. Then from that point, um, there will be a certain amount, you know, like I said, a certain amount, and then we'll kind of then we'll get up, we'll see businesses, some businesses start going, and then you'll start to see a, a contraction. But uh, to, to, to Keisha's point, we do have to do a better job of making sure um, that we are focused long enough to make this happen and that we, mm-hmm. aren't, we don't get dragged because we are, we can lose focus. We can lose focus. And Easily next, distracted. The next time topic. Yeah, we'll, we, we, we'll be on to the next topic and, you know, they'll come and promise you a, a nice car and you be like, ooh, they love me. Because really right. that was going to be my question for you, especially being our financial, you know, guru on the on the panel. I asked if they start to make teams and and committees and groups and change policies to better accommodate us to then have our money. I still don't think that should be enough to move. Like I still at that point think that should I, it would be thanks, appreciate that that should have been there, appreciate the change, but. For the, for, the, for the big picture, leave your money where it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all for diversifying mm-hmm. funds, but for the most part, like, leave your money where it is so that that change can still, you know, so that can continue. Because it's just as necessary today as it will be once that policy is made. Because not everyone is going to be able to qualify. Not everyone's going to be able to fit. And those, even then, there's still those, those asterisks, that fine print. That will always be there, and I mean, mm-hmm. I still think that I don't want that just to be a distraction. That's good. That's progress. But I still say keep moving. Like keep 
don't move your money. Leave your leave your money where you are, regardless of what policy gets created. I I wouldn't. I'm not. But not, no, I completely agree because <clears throat> leverage is leverage, and and it's really about not to be funny. I have to say this. That's what it's really about. It's about leveraging your dollars in a place that makes um, sense for you. You know what I mean? Like in the sense of I don't. You know, unless there is a huge amount of money that is moved. And I'm talking about, when I say huge, I'm talking about huge. And it's possible because, you know, if you take, you know, there are a few private client organizations, you know, banks that have, you know, some of the better private client organizations. So if you get started getting private client money moving, and when I say private client, for those who don't know what that means is that in some um, banks, you cannot be a part of a private client. is a person who has at least, Depending on the, per, the the institution, one million, five million, ten million, a hundred million dollars in assets. So I'm saying, if that money starts moving in large bulks, um, and and then I think you'll start to see some of that. So that's why it's it's so important that you're seeing, you know, some of the celebrities moving their, you know, making this um, mm-hmm. uh, being a part of this because they're going to have larger should have larger balances. Than you know right. other people, you know. So how do we if, vet if a bank? How, how will we vet banks? Because I see it quickly happening where they see that we're moving our money, so now we're going to go buy those big bank, take little mm-hmm. bank type thing, like literally, not not at all figuratively <laughs> in this situation. Like, how do we vet where we're sending our money and make sure that that's where it's saying? Like, is there a way that we can verify that that is? This is a bank who we should be banking with. Their principles are aligned with what we're, you know, what we're aligning with, and to make sure that where we're spending our money is not just the face. It's not a KD situation yeah. where we think this is his restaurant and now he's oh, just Lord. the man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just saying. That's well, the truth. You know how many that, people yeah. think like that's his brainchild yeah. and it has nothing to do with him? Like right. that's, I, I don't want that yeah. situation because it looks like us and it's not us. Right. I think. I think. That, well, first of all, every bank. Um, Bank credit and credit union has to quarterly publish, um, you know, has to come a, a, pub, a quarterly report, or at least twice a year. Um, and in this report, it tells you, you know, who the stockholders, you know, the major stockholders are, who, you know, the heads of the bank are, where they're investing their money, where they're putting their money in terms of um, in the community. So all of that information, you know, is, is available to you. Um, who that bank banks with. So, you know that's another mm-hmm. thing that we have to look at. Like you said who that who does that bank bank with, um, and so um, you have to look at. You can look at all of that during the quarterly report. Some of that is available on their website. So if you go to um, their website, it'll tell you a lot of the key players, a lot of the key people. Again, same thing. Where do they put their money in the community? Where do they you know invest their money? So all of that's in there. You have to know how to you know read it. Um, but mm-hmm. when you when you get into financial statements. But it's it's there. The majority of it is there. You know, you can see where they're okay. making their money. Are they making their money on deposits, on, on loans, on fees? Um, but it's it's there. It's, it's all typically mm. there. Well, Look at the annual report. <clears throat> I just I don't know. Um, for me, those reports are very. Um, how can I put this? They are nice and things, but it, I've been seeing a few accounting practices that have been not the best. So I, I still have to research the report because sometimes it can look like one thing there 
And if you dig a little deeper, it's to a specific section of that uh, specific entity for a specific reason that is not specifically helping the community. You know what I mean? So um, I would say to that still do some research. And on the black business thing, the the um the reach for them is the loan. Right now there are specific entities and I I would call names but you know I've been paying attention and working in the nonprofit sector just so that I can understand, infiltrate and correct that system. Um but there are some banks right now who have been working since the beginning of the year to find ways to attract black businesses and to get them loans that they know that the business will go under if they take it. Um, they have literally been teaching these people, you know, how to write a business plan, um, how to make their books look certain ways so that they can qualify for the loan. And then when you qualify for the loan, um, it's more than you're able to maintain as a business financially. And so you're going to go under and have a massive amount of debt. And so, in your attempt to like create housing all a, over again, <laughs> right? I was about to say the same thing, honey, because it's exactly <laughs> what they did with the housing. Um, it's like gentrification of finances. Um, but <laughs> but um, they're going. I mean, I'm literally trying my best to stay away from this situation because although it looks all the glitters ain't gold, you know, I know that the money is available. Mm-hmm. They've said how much they will back me, and I'm looking like this is not a black-owned bank. One. Two, um, I can't afford. I'm looking at the amount you're asking. I you know what the payment mm-hmm. is on this a month, and mm-hmm. I know that my income varies to the point that I'm not even going. But then you have Susie, who barely understands what it takes to run her business because she hasn't been in business and she has absolutely no guidance. So when they say, "Here, we'll give you a hundred thousand dollar loan to get your business started," and in six months you still can't pay this monthly premium. You still do for that loan, and you will go under. I watch business. I, there's one particular corner up here that that the business changes every six months. Huh. Mm-hmm. We have a few here. And too. I know that when we you have a few here. Hello. Too. Mm-hmm. And when they get in the first month, rent is free. So that's just supposed to be your time to do the marketing and the publicity and have a few parties and tell people come buy my stuff, you know. And then that second month. You do. And so it's like, come on. Y'all got to pay attention and not fall for the okie doke. Don't go get a loan. for. Don't go get a $100,000 loan for a business you've only seen $50 a month from. You know what I'm saying? Be realistic about uh, what you're taking in and what you can afford to put out. And if what you're trying to put out will attract the money that you expect to spend in the long run and that's been my biggest problem is getting people to understand that just because you have a product does not mean that you are completely busy business savvy. Put in what you want out. Take the classes. Get the understanding. Or combine or collaborate with somebody who has taken the classes and speaks your language. Don't be so stubborn in business that you feel like, oh, my God, somebody going to take my idea. Well, guess right. what? No matter <laughs> what, what happens, <laughs> Nobody mm-hmm. can do your business like you do. So maintain right. that thought and push. 
you know, and I've watched, yes, I've watched people try to come for me in every way, shape, form, and fashion, and my name is Takesha, and can't nobody do what Keisha do no matter how hard they try. Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. we, Let the know. church say. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to our next song, and then we're going to come back after this break with our next segment. Oh, yeah, we got Hot Topics next. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Man, the shy when I need him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be, so this is, if you guys have not heard, oh, if you guys, this next song is Control Free by Leah Joel. I got to say before I play this song, her CD uh, actually is dropping. So please go out and uh, get this, her, her entire CD. But this is one song off of it called Control Freak uh, by Leah Joel. We'll be right back. <laughs> I'm not a man, I'm 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 a man, I'm
All right, that is Control Freak by Leah Joel. Again, go out and get my sister's uh, CD. Um, it is uh, it's on point. So, all right, so now we are into hot topics, and if you have a question or comment about this or any uh, thing that we are talking about, feel free to give us a call. You can call us at 929-477-2304. That's 929-477-2304, and press the number 1 um, to tell us your comment um, or your thought about the hot topic. So this week there was... Um, an article put out, uh, I think it was this week. No, this is actually from May. Um, an article put out by the unfitchristian.com, um, and she titles this um, article, excuse my language, Hey Girl, Hold Ain't <sighs> One You Just Lost. And in it, she talks about how um, women <laughs> treat each other, <laughs> how treat each other. Um, by calling one another that word, um, and because they oh are because of what they do. Listen, hey, call each other that word, and so oh. instead of um, <laughs> instead of spending time calling each other that, they that um, they should not put each other down and assume that that's the reason why um, they're getting. And I hear this all the time. I, I'll be honest with you, I hear it all the time. Um, and I've heard it several times personally that men don't want good girls. They won't hoes. They won't, you know, because they'll give it up easily. And any woman who says she wants to wait or any woman who has any type of respect for herself, she finds it hard. So this article debunks that um, and gives reasons that um, it's not so much that they're winning but that you lost. The reason number one they give, and I'm just going to read the high part, not the whole thing, is that you think that the first reason she says is you think that withholding sex increases your value, um, that you basically you've been listening to, you know, all the favorite gurus who say that you should wait and that a man um, that won't wait for you is no good. She says that um, basically a man looks at it as that you're trying to be controlling, and if you're going to try to be controlling or withhold sex, then you would do that in other areas. The second thing she says is that um, you value silence as letting a man lead, um, saying that even if you are sexually liberated enough to know what a time, that a timeline doesn't define your value as a partner, you still find yourself popping the same question um, soon after sex, which is, what, so what are we? Um, and basically, when he does not tell you that you're together, you just basically say, okay, I'm, you're going to roll with it, even though it's not what you want. The third reason mm-hmm. she says is that you value speaking everything except for what's on your mind. Um, that you think that sex is powerful enough to drive a man to commitment and to keep him committed, but you can't even own your own sexuality. You're afraid uh, to speak up about what does and doesn't please you sexually. You won't speak of your um, your fantasies because you don't want him to think that you're a freak. Um, so, yeah, so that's another reason. And then she says you value low mileage as mar- marriage material meaning that just because you haven't had um, a lot of partners, you think that that automatically just assumes that you are marriage material when it does not. Number five is you value yourself as different than other women. Um, you say things like that you're not like those other girls, you know, the superficial ones who only care about having the latest person's shoes, 
Um, you're not the typical girl spending more time on hair, makeup, and Instagram filter um, than than being on your hustle, um, and that you're not the girl who only who only needs uh, lip gloss. You rather focus on your grind about the corporate job you landed after finishing your master's degree. Um, you won't catch you in the club. Any man who's going to find you is going to have to catch you at Starbucks or at brunch with your single homegirls. Um, you're the perfect girl for a real a real man, a loyal seat, not in the streets. Uh, you're a prize. <laughs> so, you're a poster. Uh, yeah, so you're a poster. <laughs> so basically what she said is that she is said, not real. Uh, you're losing you're losing um because you're too busy trying to not to be like them that you don't even know who you are. So I thought this was a pretty good article. Um and yeah, so what are your thoughts? Hmm. John Keeler, y'all don't want me first. You don't no, want yeah, me I'm to go first. I'm a, yeah, let's start let's start with let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I right. you don't want me to go there. Well, y'all know that I'm I've always said that you have to have more than just looks. You got to be more, you know, than just the outside. But then there's also you can't be so much that you leave no room for anyone else. And I think that in a way is what is being said here. We are so quick to put ourselves above everything else because our priority or our goal line, our goal sheet aligns with X, Y, Z thing. And if we feel homegirl isn't aligned with that same thing or her priorities aren't what ours are, then it's not, it's not popping. And if he wants that, oh, it's got to be because she's lower or he's settling for her because he can't get to me. And that is just an ignorant rationale in my opinion. Um, The whole, whole stigma that goes around that is often given to a woman who may not be sexual in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But because she's more comfortable with herself, she appears to be more willing to be free with herself than more free with herself than you are, whether that may be sexually or, you know, out as far as socially in the world, you know, how she gets down as far as if you see her out in the clubs or if she's hot on the social scene or anything like that. Like, we are in no room. We have no room to make those assumptions on another woman from one from one woman to the next if you don't know her story. And even then, you could be besties with someone and don't know what she really deals with at night. And so at the really at the end of the day, you in no way can we begin to say that a man has chosen a woman based on any criteria that we have in our heads as women. <laughs> like, I think that's one of our first our first things that we screw up on when it comes to how we relate to men is we impose our list on them as though they matter. Nine times out of ten, the things that we find important for a man or we think a man should find important don't even hit their top 20. Like, and, those, and that's just real. And the conversations that I've had with a lot of men, the things that we think they're after don't even make the list. So we are wasting our time making ourselves attractive to each other. <laughs> and it's, and it's mm-hmm. crazy because we high-five each other in our single circles. And for what? <laughs> We're like, wow, mm-hmm. girl, girl, you did that. Mm, you did that. Yes, man. Slay, slay, yes. And we go home and we get drunk and we go to sleep. Like that. That's, and it's not to say that all of our success is to be oh, so yeah, that we can go drunk. home and have someone to lay with. That's not what we're saying, but if you who who are you building yourself for? There's only so much self self 
you can build up. And that's just what I'm trying to, you know, there's only so much you can do for self before you want to give yourself to someone else. But if you don't have enough to give because you've given it all to you, what you going to do? That's, that's kind of how I see this article. You are so wrapped up in making yourself look good, you forget how to be good. And men see that because the things that we feel are important rarely add up on that list. And that's where communication has to happen and where we have to listen. Because I think they're telling us what it is that's necessary. They're telling us how these supposed hoes are getting chose. We see it. We just feel, ah, I ain't hot. If that's what you want, mm, well, you can have her then. And guess what? He will. He is. He will continue to. And you will continue to have each other. Like, that's just how that's working. They no longer feel there's a need to convince us to be what they want us to be. They just don't want to be with who, who they want to be with. Like, I don't see why we miss no, that. I don't see how we keep missing that. That's just what they're going to do. Go be with her and be all right. They don't care if you think they settled or not because they go home settled and happy. They settling right on in to their happy home. And I'm not mad at them. Do you? Not mad at them. That, that's some, Crazy. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Yeah, we don't have okay, time so, for us tonight. <laughs> baby. Okay, so look, right. I'm going to just tap on each one. So she said withholding sex equals value. I don't agree with that again. And before I even start, let me tell you something about how I was feeling when I read this. The first thing that came to my mind is who are you around? The 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 person who is writing this because that's my I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Don't generalize me um, because if, when you begin to generalize, you keep forgetting people are individuals and no, everybody does not live by this standard or this way. Ugh. Um, withholding sex equal value? Nah, I can't say that because I, I deal with a group of women who, you know, what I'm saying, how can I put this? may have been taught to treat men like men are perceived to treat women. You know what I'm saying? So uh, withholding sex does not equal value. Uh, how great sex is uh, might increase or decrease your value. You know, uh, that's just with some people. I'm just move on to the next one. Um, <laughs> she said silence is not letting him lead. I totally agree. Um, that's how people become ticking time bombs. Don't be that person, you know. Um, failing to value your own opinion enough to express it is retarded. I said it, and I meant it exactly how I said it. Um, because the moment that you stop expressing who you are, you allow somebody to put a a, a, a top on um your opinion, how you feel, yeah, you you gonna end up shooting somebody. Um, so no, silence is not how you let him lead. I agree with that part. Um, but there are times when he's leading that you need to be silent, though. Yeah, because sometimes walking <laughs> into that brick wall face first is what they need to take that look back, like, oh, you was right in the first place. I'm gonna come your way. So, no, not no, okay, so sometimes, you know, yeah. Um, I won't say what's on your mind. Lord, I'm confused. Because I've been told that I'm super opinionated. And I don't have a problem with saying exactly what's on my mind. Now, I've been in trouble for that more than I have been uh, 
in trouble for, you know, just sitting here like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Because I will do that. I will just not say anything because in that very moment, um, you don't, there's no need for me to say something because if I told you what was on my mind, (laughs) you won't value it. It's different. It's different. I'm saying it. Because no, I'm just saying. I'm just, there are I'm about times. To, I don't think that one. I don't think that that would apply to you. <laughs> I know I don't. It can't. That's what I'm saying. Just keep going. Yeah, that doesn't apply to you at all. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. With no problem. Okay, and then low mouth equals marriage material, baby. Let me tell you something. That's true. That's there are a lot of people that agree with that. Hold on, I agree with that. I, I know, that. and I this is the problem. Those are also yeah. the people who get into marriages and and find out their husband cheating because them low mouths mean low experience, lack of information, and no tricks. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have low knowledge and you ain't took a class, you can always register for a class at Kinky and Classy. Please believe it. Um, but work, if you haven't work, taken a class, been uh-huh. instructed, or had somebody in your life who was a total freak who you got a chance to watch do all this other stuff to other people, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put that in my, you know, in my box," because you know, my fr- I have friends mm-hmm. who have marriage boxes full of all the trick tips, tricks, and toys they can't wait to do with their husband. Then you know that makes sense. But when you have low mm-hmm. knowledge, you and you deal with a man who may have high knowledge, you're gonna be boring to him real quick. And 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 so low knowledge don't always mean marriage material because that's when you you know you end up with somebody who is unequally yoked sexually, and then you have these. Well, she won't do this. She won't do that. But you wanted a virgin, honey. She's still a member of the Ouch Ouch Club. Your fault. Hello. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now, um, I will speak to the whole low mileage part of that. <laughs> <'Cause> I, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> when I was. Oh, I'm going to Okay, it takes a good teacher. You got to be patient. You teach them, they will. Hey, hey, hey. Let's not reduce it to no experience yeah. means, you know. <laughs> But this is what I'm saying. If you're not willing to learn, that's what I said. If you're not willing to take a class, you know, or okay, if your marriage is not a good teacher. I just want to hold it down for all yeah. those low mileage sisters who won, you know. She's like, no, fighting. see, I have low mileage. <laughs> right. There's some truth. It's just not the whole truth to it. It's some truth. But I was willing to learn. I was willing. Right. Yes, was well, that's mad. That's mad. Right. I think it's one of the – and I've, I've, I've actually – I think the, to the to the point of the article, it was it is that thinking that just because you do that, that automatically assumes. And I think that's what you know that that we equate you know as a man. And and I could also say that we kind of perpetuated that as guys because yeah. you know we said we we said things like um, you know I don't want somebody who everybody's in been with you know stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. we kind of perpetuated. But you've been with everybody. That, <laughs> that, well, like, that, all, that idea. But at the same time, to the point of this article, I don't. I think it's it's kind of the 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 thing should be, whether you do or don't, do it. Make your decision based upon what you choose, and not because you think it's positioning you to get a man, or Amen. positioning you to get married. If you choose, if your moral compass and your beliefs 
say that you, you know, you're going to wait till you, till you find the one and you get married, do that because that's what your moral compass and your beliefs say. If yours say when you're comfortable, do it. Do it because that's what, you know what I mean? But don't say, if I do this, then I'm going to be more attractive to a man because, you know, because, like you said, the person that's for you, you know, may, like you said, may want somebody with more experience. So the person who's for you might want somebody who doesn't have any at all. So you just, you know, it's, it's almost like you're trying to play a game and don't play the game. Just get to know who mm-hmm. you are and get to understand who you're trying to become. Um, and then, you know, and then don't look down on it. The other part I look at, I looked at it as in saying, don't look down on other people who might have higher mileage, so to speak, um, just because, you know, you chose to, to go in this way because it's not so much that they're better or worse than you. It's just they have, like you said, they have different experiences that you don't have. And so, you know, mm-hmm. you should value them as individuals just like we do. So I think it's mm-hmm. a, a good article overall um, and pointing at, pointing out kind of another side of a couple of things. And I hear, I'm not being funny, I hear that a lot, like recently have heard somebody, a couple of people make that statement to me like, guys don't want good girls, they want hoes. And I'm like, eh, it's a little more complicated mm. than that. But, you know, but. Mm. Can, I, right. can I speak mm. to that? Mm. All right. <clears throat> can I just say something to that? Mm. There's a difference. Guys want, there's, guys want a real girl, a human girl, a girl that laughs at herself, at him, at TV, at life, that knows how to live. He doesn't want a girl who's got her nose turned up to everything about every little thing, no matter how. Oh, shit. Oh. How. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know they, they want a real girl who's going to tune in and be there for him. Men have, I don't think men are nearly really as difficult. You want, you want to be what? Mm-hmm. To tune word, in. Yeah. Tune in and be there for him. There for him. There for him. You know, that's the best girl for him. Like, but that's. (laughs) Church. But that should be, but but that's what everyone wants, though. Like, that's not just the man thing. Because at the core of so Uh many women, we holler, I just want him to want me. Like, I just want him to, like, care. Like, so Mm -hmm. do you think he doesn't? Like, he just wants Mm -hmm. you to care, too. He doesn't want your long list of things that you won't do or that he should be thankful that you've never done. He just wants you to know, he wants to know what will you do for me? Like, do you love me enough to step out of your box and do X, Y, Z thing? How good you are is great for the people. That lets him know that he can trust you when you out for the world doing your thing, that you're going to come on home and he ain't going to hear X, Y, Z thing, and you on doing what you got to do. That's good for the folks. But when you come home within your four walls and you are letting your guard down for your man, he wants you to be bad for him. He wants you to be whatever it is that you all have understood that that's what you're going to be. And you have to be willing to be comfortable enough to be that person. You don't want what you give for the world. He wants all that you are to be given to him. And that's not a problem. I think that should be okay because you want him to do that same thing for you. Like we – no. That's not rocket science. Like, and I just wanted can to go I, on record and say that that good girl out? thing is that's crazy. No, yeah. Let me let me throw a caveat. <laughs> here. I'm gonna throw a caveat. No. Well, let me throw two caveats here. Two caveats. Number one. No. Um, to, to what she said is, is, is correct. The only thing I'm gonna say is that don't do that and try to be that for every man. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so the that's one thing. That was the one thing. One. 
Yeah, the one thing that needs to happen is you have to realize that you can't give everything to everybody because that's how you, you know, Ooh, so Lord. you have to be selective in saying that should be your, we have not been, that should be your next we are t-shirt. not at that point. <laughs> We're not, you know, like we ain't there yet. So so I can't give you that part of me yet. Um, and so, so number one, because, again, that's how you become fragmented. Number two, um, realize that what, Everybody else, what you wanted, what the person in your past wanted, is not going to be necessarily what the person in your present wants. So if you don't, as a part of wanting being there for me, I'm speaking me as a man, you have to get to know me, and it can't all be about getting to know you. And so you have to, you know, say, okay, I have to invest in learning who he is as a man and the things that make him tick as a man, and then not so much change who you are, but say, isn't this the type of man who, A, I can allow to lead me, B, whom can, when I say lead, let me back up, who can spiritually lead me, who can emotionally lead me, who can, you know, who can financially, you know, lead me, even if he might not make more money than you, who can, you know, can he, can he do all of those things? And then mm-hmm. if he can lead me, then can I, is he trustworthy, is he a person of integrity? You know, so, I mean, you got to look at all of that before you just jump at first into, okay, I'm going to give them all that. Secondly, um, right. on a personal note, on a personal note, um, this is something is I don't, we don't like, and I say this for me, don't like women who try to pretend to be what they're not because they think that's what you want them to be. More women lose mm. people like me because you think that because I am in ministry that you have to be a preacher's wife. We, I see it, and we don't like it. So just be who you are. And let us make the decision as to what we want. Because guess what? When I'm away from the church, I don't want to talk about church. When I'm away from work, I don't necessarily always, you know what I mean? I'm not at home walking around preaching. It just doesn't work like that. I want you, now nah, we'll preach at home. Don't get it twisted. I, I give a good sermon in. But that's Lord. the point is there's a lot more to me than that. Um, and thirdly, mm-hmm. if you can't cook chicken, don't even apply. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, let me go to the next see, song. No. Hallelujah. Uh, I need some chicken. Um, I have some of them. Who really do? Please, somebody. I have but a don't meal. forget I the banana pudding. E-I-O-A-E-I-O-N-U. All right. So we're going to go. Um, that was cool. <laughs> Hot topics. We're going to go to our next song, um, and then we're going to come back and then uh, get into some more articles. Or some more discussions, excuse me, with uh, Mr. Keisha. But before we've got Black Lives Matter, Matter with Rasheen Coleman, we'll be right back after the break. Rest in peace, Mike Brown, Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin. I deserve to live like you. Yeah. I deserve to breathe like you. Yeah. I'm standing in this booth, aiming at they cerebellum, my young black youth. I gotta be careful what you tell them.
targeting. Black skin is what they target. Kill us all in a police department. Now I'm trying to start a race war. Just race more awareness about the fact that these police killing all of our young boys. Man, they power trip behind a bag. No cameras off on that dash. But got plenty money for them lawyers that they hide behind when they blast. And they call us Chicago Shirax. Blacks killing all blacks. With them whites killing all white folks too. You ain't heard about that fact. That's that pot call in the ghetto. Shoot, shake them like treble. Man, I see it all so clearly like the reflection off of my belt. No statue with liberty still got our hands up. But they talking down when we do it. song that applies unfortunately even now um well this segment is brought to you by kinky and classy um last week we had a very exclusive option um those who participated i thank you um this week i will be putting up a few items that are still left um for sale uh, between today and tomorrow evening, you'll have an opportunity to bid in our inbox on those items. Please understand that your privacy is my business, and no one will know what you bid on. I definitely handle all of that. Um, any custom orders, we inbox, and those orders are usually out within two days. Um 
again, it's the first-class experience for high-class clients because um, we make sure that any and every need that you have is met when we get off the line with you. Um, so please feel free to like us on Facebook, but you must look and subscribe in order to see all of the items as they go up for bid. Um, we'll be doing that again on this Wednesday. Um, the items will be posted between today and tomorrow night, and you will have until 12 p.m. on Thursday to place your final bids. Um, that being said, I was reading this article, and it caught my eye because it said, broke, hungry, and on trend. I know a lot of people who are like this. Um, and that's sad, to say the least, but I get it. Um, the article basically is discussing how people tend to feel that they have to live the lifestyle they're going after um, to the point that they're broke and hungry, but they look like the money that they aspire to. Um, the lady who wrote this is not uh, American, um, but it completely applies to the way that individuals here um, deal with this from being, if you have aspirations um, to the Hollywood degree, um, you feel like you need to wear what Hollywood wears, be it um, somebody else's name, pride, or whatever these people wear that costs more than my mortgage. Um, and, And they're doing it just so that they can keep up with these invisible Joneses. Um, And from what I was reading, it didn't look like anybody achieved their goal um, of making it to the lifestyle that they're they're, uh, basically hungry for, like literally hungry for. Like Mm -hmm. I can't afford to buy a French fry in this establishment, but I have on a $1,000 pair of shoes to attract your attention. Right. Um, I think that the unfortunate truth is that this is what a lot of people do, you know. Um, yes, we it, it it has been said that you're supposed to look like where you're going, not where you've been, but not to the point that you are compromising your ability to take care of yourself. I don't see how that even makes part-time sense. Um, I, I really don't. But maybe you can make sense of it for me. Winter, what is this about? I don't I, – I can't – you know, I can't. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? I think what you said is is probably is about as close as I can get. Is you know we do try to, especially depending on your careers. You know, um, we do try to look the part, so to speak, mm-hmm. and um, you know, at the detriment of, um, of being able to live. Um, I've never seen it to the extent that this article talks about in the sense of the one young lady sleeping in her car, um, mm. you know, because after her car note and her um, a student loan, she didn't have enough, you know, money for rent. Now, I've never seen to that extent, but I have seen to the extent with people buying clothes that they couldn't afford um, in order to, um, you know, to fit in. And I said, you know, what I, what I actually learned <laughs> Is that I read a book several years ago called The Millionaire Next Door, and if anyone has never read this book, this actually was very transformative for me. Um, and it talks about what really what the self-made, a self-made millionaire, um, how they, how much money they they spend on items, on certain items. 
So like clothes, suits, shoes, watches, and cars, it were, and houses. Those are the things that it, that the book was around. And basically, it, the the gist of the book was that the self-made millionaire. Uh, meaning the first-generation millionaire, not somebody whose parents are millionaires, not somebody who their parents gave them money to start their business, a million-dollar loan, but actual self-made millionaires, first-generation millionaires, um, lived in every area well below um, standards, Um, well below. I think it was something like they owned, like, one suit. You know, the men owned one suit, wouldn't spend more than $100 on a suit. You know, the average millionaire wouldn't spend, you know, more than I think it was like $50 on a pair of shoes and, you know, the cars they drive, they drove or, um, you know, like Ford F-150s, you know, stuff like that, Something, nothing real flashy, but, you know, all of it was based upon, listen, uh, making money, not trying to impress anybody. Their houses were all in neighborhoods that were well under, you know, um, their millionaire status, but their goal was long-term wealth. Um, they had a couple of pair of pants you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to a closet full of clothes. So um, so when I read that, it completely transformed, you know, for me, my thinking that, you know what, to get to where you want to get to, the goal is really to build wealth, not to look good for everybody else. So you don't want to look bad, but be creative. You know, be creative. You know, get things and take care of them. You know, don't buy, for me as a, you know, in, in financial services, I had to learn to not buy, for example, the colorful suits that could only be worn once. You know, I mean, huh. if I if I put on my you know my my Easter suit, you gonna recognize that if I wear it again. <laughs> but if I get a regular a regular blue suit I'm, or a regular black suit, I might be able to wear that a couple of times without you even really noticing that I'm wearing the same thing. You know, and just changing the shirt and, and putting on a different tie. Um, so just things like that. Um, this, this, yeah, this article was just kind of was, was really good, though. Yep. Really. <clears throat> and I think as parents, Real we good. do it also. Um, it's more, it, it, it gets bigger than just what you do as you're trying to progress in your career. We are big about it as parents um, with our children. We see the latest and greatest, or we see someone else with the latest and greatest, and we assume that our children need to have the latest and greatest, you know, as a part of their childhood or something. Like it's going to make or break their their child rearing, you know, your child rearing, your parenting if they don't have the newest game system or, you know, they don't go to the best camp or even, um, it's just, it's so silly. The things that we do um, that our kids could care less, they couldn't care less about one way or the other. They want you, they want the house, they want to be able to eat, they want to have somewhere clean and warm to sleep. And if we allow them to, be materialistic like that's something that we pass down to our children as well and like in this particular article i noticed that they it was it was something that stood out to me is like the parents will call and say hey do you need more because and then the kids will say no 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 i'm good i'm good because they don't want the parents to know that they're struggling whereas the parents have struggled and often given up a lot so that the kids so they can provide the extra so that their kids don't have to struggle so we forget that our struggle was to build character. It built character in us to create us. I mean, it, it built character in them to create them to be these awesome parents that you feel you don't want to put in a hard way, but that was a part of their process. So we kind of have to stop that cycle. I think it's a lot of where we are as far as the tech and everything's so fast and we have access to what everyone else is doing so quickly. 
it makes it so that we can't focus on what it is that we're really doing or what we should be doing because we have so much access to what everyone else is doing. And it, and it handicaps us. And when we do it, when we pass that down to our children, it makes them lose focus of what goal setting is and working hard for something is. It's not goal setting. It's hustle at that point. You know, we confuse somebody. hustle. We confuse hustle mm-hmm. with hard work. And those two things have to coincide, but they shouldn't, hustle shouldn't remove hard work. Like, hustle is a quick thing. To me, when I hear hustle, like, you know, I'm on my hustle, like, I'm going to get this real quick. I'm going to get to make this happen real quick so I can go on to my next thing. But hard work is longevity. That's standing for, you know, that's standing through, going through some things, sacrifice. And we don't, we're not a generation that's willing to sacrifice. Sacrifice is real small for us. Like, just a little bit of discomfort for us is considered just like this huge, crazy sacrifice. And that's so not what it is. And we're and for us, it's almost like we won't sacrifice socially even. Like, that's where we're, we're mm-hmm. risking starving for social sacrifice. We are not mm-hmm. willing to risk going out to be seen, to you know, to have a new because we don't want to be seen. Over, uh, six months ago, I took a picture in that dress. <laughs> Like, if you have enough time oh, yeah. to go back oh, six God, months on my doggone timeline time. and find the dress, Lord you need something else better to do with yourself. Times. I don't care. I tell people I look cute six months ago, I look cute today, and I'm going to look damn good six months from now because I saved my money to find a new dress. You know what I mean? Like, those types of things don't, you, it, it's a mind. I'm going to tag you in the post. We, we really have to so break. Girl, please, look, the, the, the dress I wore to the wedding on Saturday that I was posting pictures on, you can guarantee you can go through my my timeline. You might see it once, maybe twice. And I I could, honey, and I was cute, like I said, every time, every time. And you couldn't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing today. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I'm not, those things you have, but that's a mind, that's, something, that's the way that I think. But our generation as a whole does not subscribe to that. And I, I get caught in that every now and again. We're human. You know what I mean? And we want to be accepted. We want to fit. We want to go in. We want to feel comfortable when we go out. We don't want to be self-conscious and all of that. But at the end of the day, you got to eat. Like, you have to eat. You have to be able to sustain yourself. Or what are you really doing it for? Like, what are you really doing it for? If you sleep in your car. There was a lady in the article, she sleeps in her car. But she goes to have drinks. She has Starbucks coffee. Mm. Mm-mm. I mean, now the other side of that for me is something that was kind of overlooked in the article is what it really takes to job search. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. When they started to discuss yeah. the attire that you have to have just to go into the the interview because you know that in that interview they look at everything from how your hair is pinned to the color of the bottom of your shoe. I mean, everything is taken into account. And then when you do go into a job interview that is staged in Starbucks, how do you look when you sit at that table and you have no coffee? Um, How do you look when you just walk in like, oh, I just got an interview, baby? And they say, oh, but you got to buy something. And you say, oh, I'm going to go stand outside. I'll wait for them to get here. Um, It takes a lot of energy, and it does take a lot of money to do job searching, and we fail to think of that. Everybody so quick to say, "Go, go get a job. You need to go get a job." Uh-huh. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I can't go get that office job, and all I got is a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. You know, uh-huh. I, I actually might need a college shirt, a skirt, some slacks, a blouse. You know, um, something that is appropriate. But very few people take into account what it takes. And so, for me, looking at that article, I felt like. 
they were doing everything it took to get the job but weren't mm-hmm. being cognitive mm-hmm. of the truth that you may not get that job. So don't go overboard, honey, uh, but don't allow the name to be the only thing that makes you look good. You you know what I mean? Like there are ways to look better than people who have designer clothes on um, at a, a better price. And your confidence a can style. take... Yeah. yeah, the confidence factor. I mean, do. you can have the confidence yeah, that says I'm worth a million in a two dollar shirt. You feel me? And that's I mean, what changed funny, the game to me. I think, yeah, think about. I mean, you could also, depending on, and it's easier depending on your size. But you can mm-hmm. go to some thrift stores and clean up. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of it is not just. A lot of it is you can go to thrift stores and clean up. Or you can catch sales and, and do well and then take care of your clothes, and mm-hmm. this is less of a problem. I mean, I, I'm, I'm more classic I'm and less twins. Quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. I say, unless you're in fashion, yeah. you shouldn't concern yourself with trends by far by way of your clothing. If your profession is not in fashion yeah. specifically, that should not concern you. You need classic pieces to wear to the average worker. Right. But go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about blue, yeah. black, gray. You know what I mean? It's some basic. Yeah. Get some basic things and rock them. And you know, I've literally, I've had to tell people, I've done it myself. Look, start with, you know, if if you got to start with a couple of, I've done, I've actually taken employees shopping before. Look, all you got is this amount of money. Let's get you some some blue plant pants, some black pants, some gray pants, some you know, and some uh, uh, brown uh, khaki color pants. Get you a couple of collared shirts, a couple of ties, a, a brown pair of shoes, a black pair of shoes, and you're good to go. Grab one just jacket, take care of your one black jacket, and make able. it work. Yeah, yeah or even at, at, in most and, and in most positions now, you don't even need a jacket. So you know, get those, get those things, and then get in the you know to get in the door. Save your money and slowly but surely add a piece here, add a piece there. You know, until you're able to build up. At wardrobe, and then in terms of like you know, like what you're talking about with like the, the um, um, going to you know going to, to coffee and all of that kind of stuff. Look, I ain't got it. I'm not. Sometimes you just gotta say, no, I can't go. Are you going to the thing today? No, I can't go. I can't uh-huh. go. And I know it's not. It doesn't necessarily feel comfortable to say that, but listen, it's 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 about the long term. I, I got I work with a guy. I'm not being funny. I never, I never really said anything, but I watched this guy wear the same two pair of pants and maybe four or five shirts for three years. And when I asked him, when I take the, I did later on ask him. I said we were talking. And I asked him. I said, so you know, what are your goals? What are you, you know, working toward financially? And he said, he said my goal, and he said I'm almost there, is to completely pay my student loans off. And I mean, in a matter of two and a half, three years, he has paid off pretty much all of his student loan debt. He has paid off of all of his credit card debt, all of his, you know, and and adequately funded his 401k for his age. Because, Uh and I asked him, I said, well, what do you spend money on? Nothing. Like, he brings his lunch to work, you know, and, and, you know, and it ain't like cute Tupperware either. It's just he brings his lunch Uh to work. He, you know, he wears his same little couple of pairs. I'm serious. The same one pair oh, of shoes, and he works it, and that's and that's you know. But his thing is, look, I want to retire. I want to be able to retire by forty-five. 
I said, man, I said, man, 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 man,
first we're talking about the value of a brother of your own of your own people. The hardest part and the 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 worst truth to this for me is that I cannot value you if I don't value me. So at some point we have to reinstill that sense of identity and value into our own communities. Part two, when you are talking about the supposed system that was never really built to protect you but has been um, enforced across the country of law, that is what we're supposed to abide by. When you have individuals who have taken an oath to uphold that law and enforce that law, not even abiding by the laws that they have taken an oath to enforce, and when they're not abiding by those laws, the lives that are lost are majority black. That is a problem, bruh, period, point blank. You can sit back and try Mm -hmm. to justify somebody else's wrongdoing all you want to. I wish I was on video so I could send this to him. But the bottom line is these are two separate issues, and if you choose to champion the build an identity to whether we value ourselves and our people more, do that. And if you're not going to stand behind Black Lives Matter, okay. But don't diss a movement because you, oops, I was going to say something real bad. Don't diss a movement because you don't feel it necessary to follow the movement. Do and play your part. If that's not what you feel like your heart is telling you to do, good. Talk about what you're going to do then because that's what I did not hear. What I did not hear is what your next step is. What is your plan then? Or are you just here being one of those, <clears throat> oh, God, there's so many words uh, coming across yeah, what, my you mind know, what's, what's that, that I get in trouble for. I think what's really interesting <laughs> about it was, he was, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about his his article where he talked about um, his, you know, how basically there's, you know, that we, what did he say something about we didn't, he don't have any issues with the police ever since he changed how he was and who he was and he stopped being disrespectful and since he wasn't disrespectful anymore, he hasn't had you know, any problems. And that's why when I saw this article, I'm like, wait, oh, huh? Now, you know, not so much this is a total flip, but now you're, you know, now that you're seeing something that's happening is an issue, or excuse me, now that you're seeing this, the same thing that somebody was trying to tell you before is an issue, and you're saying, no, it's not the police, it's the way that we respond to the police. And now that you're seeing that that's not necessarily true, now you're back to, you know, let's, you know I'm a, if you touch my child, I'm going I'm to get you, I'm going to kill you. So it's just kind of like he introduced just, himself to responding in just the way that he says used to get him in trouble in the first place. That attitude is exactly what would get him killed. Like that's the attitude. And he's, yeah. Kevin Gates, Paul baby, he's so he's. I think Kevin is very young and has he way too much to influence and has not. Yeah, yeah, he should hush right now until he realizes that there's a. I think he knows. But kind of like I think it was Fetty Wap, whoever, whichever one that was, Aesop Rock, one of those artists had said, like, I live in this place and I get high and I 
deal with females and my life is sunny and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, those are my issues. Like, right now, he's been so removed from the reality of what's going on with his people and has not had a reality a reality check within Hollywood yet, within the game, to the point where he's been knocked down and needed us. So right now he gets to be in the space where he gets to speak about it and say, well, y'all just act right, or I don't care, and we don't love each other, then I can't. Like, he gets to stand in this space because he hasn't experienced it to a point where it's shown him, right. like, damn, I wasn't doing nothing, and this is what's happened. You know right. what I mean? So now he gets to speak from that space, but it's just it's an ignorant space, and he needs to have several seats. Like, this is the time where his wife yeah. needs to come and say, babe, log off. You know what I'm saying? Those are the times where you cover your mate. Like, babe, log off. Let's talk. Get it all out, but log off. This is not a good look. You know what I'm saying? Especially right, while right, there are artists right. and, and, and athletes rallying around and finally speaking out. Please, shut up. Several seats for you, sir. Several seats. And, yeah, wifey, grab his phone. Like, log off. You better be the first one to try to get any benefit right. from the movement. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I'm not here for that. Please sit down. All right, y'all. We got to wrap up tonight. This has been a very good show. Um, So we're going to go into our closing comments, and then we're going, yeah, this has been good. We could have kept going. Um, So let's go ahead and kick off these final words. Uh, Miss Keisha. Well, um, I'm just going to say, first and foremost, take care of you, men and women. Fellas, find better ways to pamper yourself, um, seriously, because we need you to tell mm-hmm. us when we need to take a break, and you need to know when you need to take a break, or at least be willing mm-hmm. to listen when we say so. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, self-care as usual. Make a date mm-hmm. with yourself. If you have to, whatever day of the week, you may not have something on your schedule, let that be it. Um, just a day to get yourself together. Organize your thoughts and your life and move. Um, oh, and uh, again, don't don't be shy on the kinky and classy side. Um, I have over a hundred thousand items to customize whatever order. So please let us know what you want. Oh Inboxes, and we will oh gladly my. find everything that you like. Please believe me. Oh my! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Shaquilla Willis, CEO of Elegance by Design Yes, 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 yes um, I want to empower us all to go out on this next week And purchase from a black-owned business um, This past weekend I had the opportunity to um, network And set up shop at Avenue 101 here in Oklahoma City And when I tell you we had 21 amazing in the building selling everything under the sun that you could possibly possibly desire and it was beautiful so we made good money and had an awesome awesome time so this coming week take the time to patronize a black owned business such as Elegance by Design with a Z and get you some of that sexy shea butter and all of your hair care needs taken care of and I'm going to actually give last words on behalf of our good brother 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 Rashad we're going to have you keep it petty this coming week take some time (laughs) find some time find someone to laugh with get your corner and snicker for a second and keep it petty all right all right all right my last words, I first thank you, uh, Q. Thank you to Keisha for a uh, wonderful job as always. Thank you for what you do. 
thank you to our listeners. Uh, we all we are here for you. Um, so we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Um, to us, we appreciate the inboxes. We appreciate the messages. Um, so keep them coming. Also, so today, in order for me um, to remain to keep somewhat of a, um, a good name in ministry. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and to keep uh, Shaquille and Tatisha from killing me from tagging them in a thousand posts, uh, we yeah. have started yes, Scoop. Uh, the Scoop has started its own Facebook group. So if you'd like to be a part of the group, simply just search the Scoop um, and request to be a member. Um, like I said, this is not a we, just the same type of questions and conversations we have. Um, on the show we want um, in the group. It is for adults. So we talk about a little bit of everything, and everybody's free to post. Um, so you can join that today. Also, if you have not downloaded your copy of a new vote exposure magazine, uh, which is a part of the Global Drive Network, um, then please do so today. Go to newvoexposure.org uh, and download today. We have um, a Wonderful, wonderful new uh, issue that just came out this week, so grab that as well. Also, tomorrow at 7 p.m. is the Word on Wednesday with Pastor Burns Sr. Um, he is going to continue in his series on the transition to transformation, so tune in as well. And then on Mondays, if you have not been listening to the Woman Cave, you are missing out. Uh, the ladies talked about postpartum depression yesterday, and it was an amazing show, so you can always go to blogtalkradio.com. Search Global Drive Network and download uh, all of the Women Cave uh, episodes, all of the Global uh, excuse me, Scoop episodes, and all of the Word on Wednesday episodes that have um, that are on there, and listen to any of those. Um, so we appreciate you. Have a good night. Um, have a good rest of your week, and we will see you next um, next Tuesday. Another great show. Have a good night. Thank you all for listening, and God bless. Thank uh-huh. you.